0: ever wonder what motivates people to get plastic surgery
1: did they regret it
0: what can we learn from the weird and wild stuff that happens at our plastic surgery clinic we're gonna tell some stories get some
1: laughs and learn on clinic talk with sabrina Sajin
0: on the plastic surgeon podcast
1: Hello, my friends. I'm Dr. Javad Sajan, and of course, I'm here with my lovely wife and CEO of Allure Aesthetics, Sabrina Sajan.
0: Welcome back, and thanks for listening. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to support the channel. On Clinic Talk, we tell real stories of fun, strange, hopeful, and educational things that happen at our clinics from day to day.
1: We get a lot of weird and hilarious happenings in the clinic, guys.
0: You can find the clinic at AllureAesthetic.com for more information. So, Janu, what clinic stories are we going to talk about today?
1: So, John, before we get into the clinic stories, we got to talk about your sunburn. I
0: know. Look at my nose, guys. Oh, it's my It's literally goodness. burnt. Um, my makeup is like five shades la- lighter right now. Oh, my
1: goodness. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's bad or good. I don't know either. <laughs> so, guys, um, for Valentine's Day... I planned a surprise trip uh, for uh, Sabrina and myself to to, um, the Maldives. Mm -hmm. Now, the Maldives is this island nation in the sort of the middle of the Indian Ocean. And every Valentine's Day, now for the past couple, I've tried to plan something. So we get a little vacation from the clouds of Seattle. Yeah. And when we were searching for something this time, the only place I could find that was sort of open was Maldives. So originally we had a 36-hour, so we were taking off seven working days. We had a 36-hour trip to get there and then 37-ish back. Mm -hmm. Because we were going from here to San Francisco, San Francisco to uh, Doha, Doha to Maldives and then seaplane to the resort. Seaplane and then a little boat. Yes, we're not counting the seaplane or boat time. But uh, what happened is the airline, we were using Qatar Airways or Qatar Airways They actually randomly emailed me a few weeks before the flight, after I had mentally committed to the 35-hour flight and paid for it, that, hey, we have a direct flight now from Seattle to Doha, cutting out that whole California juncture. So we did it.
0: Yeah.
1: And we went there. It was really, really a beautiful place.
0: Yeah. Very, very beautiful.
1: The uh, w- when we got there, I thought it was going to be a little hop to the island, but it was a huge journey.
0: <laughs> yeah, I-, I thought the airport was the last stop, but it wasn't.
1: No, no. So from the airport, we got we had a concierge person from the resort quickly take us nicely to a uh, via a, a SUV to a special separate airport. Mm-hmm. Then from there, we got on a seaplane, mm-hmm. and then we had to land. On a, a, on a wood block. Yeah. Like a wooden barge. I don't know what it's called. It was a floating piece of wood in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And on this ocean, we had to wait for a boat to come pick us up. Yeah. And then we first got on the wrong boat because there <laughs> were people from a few other resorts there too. Yeah. So they announced something that we were staying at this resort. You can see the name on our Instagram um, at real Dr. Seattle. And, um, or you can see it on Sabrina's too at, um, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we got. They said something that started with the same similar first letters. So we're like, okay, that sounds good. Let's get on the boat. So we got on the boat, and then they're about to take off, and they start screaming. We're like, what's going on? Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 the wrong boat. <laughs> wrong the, boat. Wrong yes, boat. But then we switched, and then we got to the right island. Mm-hmm. But the the country was beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. You know, for a lot of you guys, know we eat halal only, and the the entire country's halal, mm-hmm. so eating was very, very easy, very nice, very beautiful, very relaxing,
0: very accommodating. What
1: yeah. was your What was your most favorite part of the trip, sweetheart?
0: Um, I think the most unique part overall. I think we've been on you know many trips like this. I would say, um, especially we went to Thailand and Singapore and stuff. Um, and I think the most unique part that kind of stands out for me would be the scuba diving.
1: That was wild. Yeah. Was I, I wild. would have
0: never, I, I don't think I would have ever imagined I would have had the courage to do that because I'm not of a water person so much.
1: I was so proud of you that you did it. I didn't think you would go under the water.
0: Yeah, I was, it was pretty scary. Like wearing the whole oxygen tank on the back and just like being underwater. And then I know you you were able to um, sit on the floor of the ocean, yeah. which is so cool. That was cool. Um, but I think that was a unique experience, just, you know, feeling the different world down there. And it's like, it was, it was very, very
1: unique. It was so surreal. You know, it it just totally takes you out of your comfort zone and you experience something that I never thought existed. Mm -hmm.
0: So pitch quiet. It was down there. Like, oh,
1: I thought it'd be like looking at a fish tank. Yeah, no. (laughs) The COVID testing was intense. So oh, before, yes. before we got there, we had to get tested. And we only had so many hours to get tested. And then the lab lost my test.
0: Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And then I was on the phone the night before our flight, trying to call the lab and trying to expedite the test and say, come on, we we have to get on a flight. Can you yes. please expedite our test? And
1: so so we had to get the test so many hours before the flight. We both got the swabs. And then we get the results. And Sabrina got hers negative. And mine says, um, missing something, call ASAP. So, I had to get re swabbed, and then we only have a few hours to get th- before the flight, literally the day of the flight. We're like hoping they're getting it just by the morning. Yeah. And what we did was we actually went to the testing facility, talked to the security guard, talked to the lab tech to try to get them to expedite it, to drop off the second swab.
0: Yeah. And
1: then Sabrina was on the phone every two hours trying to get it done.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. That was like the nick of time we got a negative result back.
1: Oh, man. Then we, then we got on the plane, and I did the whole thing. And then to come back, we had to get retested. Mm hmm. And so in the US, typically the swab one nostril Mm -hmm. or one nasopharynx back of your nose. There, we had a really nice person, Dr. Catherine. She was so sweet. She came to the uh, resort and she does your swab and she swabs both nasopharynx and the back of your throat. So they do three swabs for per patient. Yep. How did that feel?
0: I don't know. The throat was definitely weird because I've got the nose before, so that was okay, but yeah. The fact that they had to do all three was very weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, very thorough, thorough, very thorough. Yeah, the, the the trip I thought was amazing, the most restful trip we've ever taken. Same. And I think one of the reasons for that, guys, is just my recommendation. My, you know, uh, the last thing I'll say about the trip is so we've gone to like all inclusive in Mexico, which has been cool, but this was a little bit different, right, Jan? Mm-hmm. How was it different?
0: Well, it was their whole thing was anything, anytime, anywhere. So, um, you know, you can ask for anything, anytime, anywhere, um, which made things very easy. Um, and we didn't really have to like stick to a strict schedule. Like we've had to in the past, I think at different places that we've gone. Mm -hmm. Um, and like that, I feel like makes it more, um, not relaxing is when you're like rushing to get to your activity or rushing to get to a dinner reservation that they made for you and things like that. They're very accommodating throughout the time. Um, they would change our times even like. An hour before, or a mm-hmm. few minutes before, like, oh, if you're running late, don't worry, we'll just switch it. And I think more of that was the whole private island situation. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only, uh, including us, there was only seven couples on the entire island. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what made it so private and accommodating on the, on the island side.
1: Yeah. And with your rate, they include all the services. Now mm-hmm. you can upgrade a little bit here and there, which we did a little bit. But basically, everything is included, including the spa unlimited. Mm-hmm. We got so many massages; we were sore yeah. after like the third day. Yeah, we were going twice a day. We're like it's included. Why not? And then uh, we were both looking at each other like the the at our sixth massage. I think the two, four, six. Yeah, the third day we we're like, I'm, yeah. I'm so good. My, I was
0: like, my back is really sore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, the massages are really good when you're paying for them and you want them. But if they're unlimited, it becomes a little bit much. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. So that was it. Now getting to the clinic, John. What's this I hear that someone tried to jump or beat up our COO? Yes.
0: Can what, you believe that? What happened? So... um Basically, um, we've been interviewing um, for different positions, like you know, because um, we've opened the new location, so we're trying to fill a lot of different positions. So we usually hold all our interviews at our Linwood location, and myself and our Headqu-
1: headquarters,
0: headquarters, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, myself and the COO usually split up split up the interviews because there's so many, so we try to do half and half. Um, so it was her day to do the interviews, and um, so she was doing the interviews. Um, there was a interview that came in and, um, um, and it was like five minutes into the interview or something. We let her know that we're running a little behind and we had to sit down and um, she's waiting in the lobby and then she takes her mask off in the
1: lobby. How long was she waiting?
0: Oh, uh, like three to five minutes.
1: And we have signs everywhere that says keep your mask on. Correct. And she took her mask off. Yes.
0: So she takes her mask off and she's like either on the phone. Did she, did she or- have a MAGA hat? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Um, She takes her mask off and she's just sitting. And then she starts talking on the phone without her mask. And another patient um, that's in the lobby tells her.
1: "But the the applicant? Oh, like a patient.
0: Yeah. So it was an applicant that was sitting in the lobby and then it was a patient. The Mm. applicant is the one who took her mask off. So the patient told the applicant, um, you need to put your mask back on.
1: That's right. Tell her.
0: And so the applicant really got upset and she said, you're not going to tell me to put my mask back on. It's the law. And then the patient's like, yes, I will. You will put your mask back on or you will not be here.
1: That's the way our patients are. I love them.
0: (laughs) And she even said there's signs everywhere that says you must wear your mask and keep your mask on. And the applicant was so rude. She ignored the patient. Um, and they were getting a little, a little bit heated conversation at that time. So one of our front desk staff kindly moved the patient into a a room uh, where she could sit and wait because she was getting very uncomfortable and feeling unsafe because this applicant would not put her mask back on.
1: That's really dangerous because our patients have had surgery. Mm-hmm. Sometimes after surgery, your immune system isn't the strongest and she could be just breathing COVID everywhere.
0: Yeah. So did uh, she put her
1: mask on after the patient?
0: No, no. She still hadn't put her mask back on. Um, and and as our front desk staff is moving the patient into the room, um, the applicant tells the front desk staff, um, did you hear that beep? She told me to put my mask back on.
1: And what was it? Is it the B word? B word.
0: <sighs> You're kidding. No. Applicant.
1: Oh, my God.
0: That's the kind of language they're using before they got an interview
1: Oh my god! So mean, that, that's, that's called liability. <laughs> um,
0: so meanwhile, Griselda, our COO, walks in, and you
1: got describe Griselda for the for the people.
0: She's very petite. Um, she's about five feet. Um, really um, nice looking. Very um, not not overwhelming any at all. Like super nice, and um, you know, I what else would you say?
1: Yeah, I would say she comes across as Pretty non-threatening.
0: Yeah, not threatening at all. Um, and meanwhile, Griselda walks in from the front door, and um, there's this like conversation happening with the front desk and the interviewee. And then she steps steps into the office, and then the um, the front desk staff tells Griselda that um, that this interview has been waiting here. She already had a altercation with the patient. Um, what she,
1: job was this person interviewing for? Front desk. You're kidding.
0: <laughs> and she says, um, you know, this patient, this, the patient was really, uh, was upset because the applicant wouldn't put her mask back on.
1: Now, and did the patient hear that she, the, the applicant called her the B word?
0: We think that she heard. Mm. So then the first thing Griselda did was go talk to the patient. She apologized and said, you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I'm sorry that you had to hear that. And the, the individual called you names. Um, it's not a patient that comes here. It's an applicant. And the patient was like, I hope you're not hiring her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so then that ended. The patient was OK. She's like, I understand. No problem. And then Griselda went out in the lobby and let the applicant know that, unfortunately, because of your interactions with our team members and patients, um, we will not be able to interview you today.
1: Mm hmm. She's so she's telling her this in the lobby. She didn't take her into a private room. No,
0: she told her this in the lobby. Everybody at the front desk was watching. Um, There's no one else in the lobby at that time. So Mm -hmm. Griselda just and was she
1: maskless still?
0: Yeah, maskless.
1: Oh my god.
0: Um, And actually, telling her, she's like, "I need you to put your mask on." Um, And of course, she ignored her. um, And then she said, and then once she said, "We won't be able to interview," she got super heated up.
1: What?
0: She got up. She called Griselda names.
1: What kind uh, of names?
0: I don't know. She was. just sh- <laughs> said she was showing her hand movements.
1: Oh my God.
0: And bobbing her head. Yeah. And the the applicant was almost like 5'11. So uh-huh. she was almost <laughs> <laughs> looking over Grisada. So she was like calling her names and bobbing her head and <laughs> showing hand movements. Oh my God. And the last thing that they hear is like Shorty this, Shorty that. <laughs> And then we are two front da- desk staff members were standing there watching. So she
1: was, so the applicant was basically charging or running Correct. towards Griselda, yeah. swearing at her and moving her hand like this.
0: Yeah. 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 <sighs> and literally she's looking over her because Griselda was a little bit shorter than her. Yeah. So she's like looking over her head, like, all aggressive and you know, try to act like she's gonna beat her up or something. Oh my god. So, our two front desk staff were ready. They were literally standing there ready to jump over the front desk to grab the
1: applicant. Oh my god. That's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, what,
1: how did they get her out of the office?
0: Um, I think the last thing they said that if she, that we're gonna to have to call security if she doesn't leave right now and stop um, yelling in the lobby.
1: Do you know what kind of things she says? She called her shorty. Did she say any other swear words? I think
0: there were some other swear wor- words involved. Yes.
1: And did she? What did she say when Griselda told her we're not going to interview you? Did she ever? Re- what was her response?
0: Basically, that um, why aren't you going to interview me? Like, who are you? And this and that and all the stuff. That's- oh, I remember the first thing that she said was um, so as soon as Griselda came into the lobby to talk to her, she's like, "Oh, are you Griselda?" And she was like, "Yeah." And then she's like, oh, are you intervie- are you going to interview me? Like acting like she shouldn't have been interviewing mm. her. Yeah. That's how it all started, actually. I remember.
1: That's that's not nice.
0: Literally, she was going to jump her.
1: <sighs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's I think our front desk would have would have held her down.
0: Oh yeah. We, yeah, we have some good front if we have some
1: strong front desk people. I know. That's that's wild. Right. That's well, I, wild. I think, you know, if, if you're gonna interview, that's definitely what not to do. <laughs>
0: I could not believe it. It was crazy.
1: So, so John, now I know we get a lot of Instagram messages, right? Yes. And um, I remember you were checking them uh, when we were asleep and you told me about somebody wanting to vibe with me.
0: Yeah. So but you, then they
1: messaged you directly. Yeah. So
0: usually all of our messages get answered by our social media coordinator. Yeah. Um, and then if there's anything special or anything that stands out, they usually send it to us or have us check it. Um, so I had usually I don't um usually I don't check my messages, but um we had the social media coordinator asked me to look at this one because it was really funny. But
1: this was on your on your private account. Correct. At Mrs. Saji, not yeah. on my not on my business, Correct. whatever one. My,
0: Correct. Okay. Um so she had me, she said, Oh, you might want to look at this message. And I said, Oh, okay, why? And she's like, Oh, it's really interesting. You might want to read it. Uh and I couldn't believe someone messaged me this um i'm gonna actually read it right off of the post one moment let me pull it up
1: this this is i think this is gonna be good
0: all righty so um this individual sent me a message on my personal instagram um starts off with saying hi to me um and then it says um your husband is super talented and amazing
1: hmm okay cool Two exclamation points that's true It's it's a good statement Okay. I agree with that.
0: Then it says, I want a consultation with your hubby.
1: (sighs) Okay. Uh, Does she know who she's messaging?
0: Then it says, I am 99.99% sure I want to use him, but I want to get an appointment to see if we, quotations, gel together.
1: She used the word, she had quotes? Quotes.
0: I want to get an appointment to see if we gel together and have vibes. (laughs)
1: Oh, she's messaging the wife. Can
0: you pull a free consultation for me? Mm. And then it says, yeah, I'm asking you because I'm hoping you will make an exception for me. I'm not buttering, but you are really pretty.
1: Are you kidding me? That was the message?
0: And that was the message.
1: We got to break this down. Let's go through it. Let's go through it. So, okay. The first sentence is okay. I Hub- want
0: a consultation with your hobby.
1: That's that's second sentence, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. That's okay. That's that's getting a little bit weird. What's the third one?
0: Who says that? I don't know. It's called Doctor Sajin for everyone out there.
1: Which? It's true.
0: It's um. True. The third sentence is: I'm ninety nine point nine nine percent sure I want to
1: use him. What's she gonna use? <laughs> like, what does that mean?
0: Yeah. Like, what are you gonna use here? Use what? I don't understand the the word use. Um, and then it says, "But I want to get an appointment to see if we gel."
1: Mm. What kind of
0: gel is this?
1: Either the message keeps getting more bad as you read it. Like, okay, use you can say, okay, maybe, you know, maybe she wants a consult <laughs> for surgery. Or, that's a little bit weird, but okay, we can look past that. But now, gel in quotes. Yes, it's it literally in quotes. Is, is she trying to be like a like the whole sister wives <laughs> thing? You know, you seen that show? No, you ever seen that show, Alex? So it sounds like
0: yeah i'm not I'm not I'm not effing into that <laughs> whatever that is, that just okay. sounds wrong, okay, no one's trying to gel the vibe here, yeah. okay, guys, no one, not my husband and not me,
1: okay <laughs> well, what, what's the next slide
0: and she wants a free consultation after all of that.
1: hmm, you know that's a little bit That's a little around. bit much, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I hope, um. That person is, doesn't listen to the podcast?
0: I'm pretty sure they're probably going to listen to this podcast.
1: Oh, nothing we can do about that.
0: Well, if you're going to act like this, I'm going to call you out.
1: Yes, yes. You know, messaging the wife that is not a good idea. Definitely not.
0: Definitely not. And then she's saying, I'm asking because I'm hoping you will make an exception for me. Hmm. I don't even know who this person is. I've never seen them. I don't met them. I haven't, I don't know them. You, we you, have no mutual friends, nothing. You think
1: it's a, it's a high school friend?
0: No. And the thing is, just so you guys are the contact this is not a 20-year-old person.
1: Somebody more mature than that.
0: Yes, much more.
1: Mm. From
0: the picture I can see.
1: Well, you know what? No gelling or vibing here, guys.
0: No, not at all. And, you know, um, it's—I understand a lot of times people will, you know—or not a lot of times. This is probably the first time anyone's ever asked me um, for a free consultation, but— like many of you know, the, our consultations are $100. Um, so and, and
1: they don't apply towards the service. It's, correct. Just, it's for the consult, right?
0: It's for the consult. Um, and we do that because we you know, spend our time with our patients. Mm-hmm. Um, We're really given that experience. Um, we have multiple people along the way that they meet. They meet an RN that rooms them. They meet the doctor. Then they also meet a surgical coordinator. They have all these people along the way that are there for them for this appointment. And um, we really truly give the value to the patient, make them feel comfortable. Um, And I've heard, you know, from other people and other patients that have came to us and they truly told us that, you know, your team really makes us feel really comfortable Mm -hmm. and it really helps us trust you guys because you guys make us feel that way. Uh, And I'm like, why do you say that? And all the times patients will be like, we've been to other consultations. They do not make you feel like that.
1: And and one of the reasons for that is we have, invested in the team and the time that it takes to give someone proper education about a surgery. You know, we don't try to rush. I don't try to uh, just get it done. When I have a consult, I really ask myself, how can I help this nice, amazing person in front of me today? And that's the goal. And whatever it takes to give them an answer, we're going to do that.
0: Yeah. Um. And, and a lot of times patients will also like get upset um you know about our consultation availability mm. um recently we've had a lot of patients like when you
1: say upset like what they're just like oh i can't get in or
0: no they'll like curse you out what yeah
1: like, f- how like, for what
0: yeah so we've we've had a couple incidents where patients have called um to get a consultation um with dr sajan and um you know We're blessed that he's booked out, you know, at least a few months for his consultations. Um, And sometimes when patients will call, they'll be, they're expecting to get in within a week or two. Mm. And when we tell them that the next availability is four months down the line, they get really upset. Like they truly feel like we're, we don't want them to come in for the consultation or we're stopping them from coming for a consultation or we're purposely giving them a date four months out mm. and i remember one person told one of our um, team members that oh just delete someone's appointment and put me in there what yeah they were that desperate to get in
1: i heard someone said i'll pay double
0: yeah one person said that she'll pay double for her procedure just so she can get in this week mm. double
1: it's not, about, it's not about the money guys it's about yep. serving the people
0: no we said unfortunately that's something that we do not offer um, and we'll, we're happy to schedule it. We truly, you know, um, are blessed to have patients like you that really want to, you know, have procedures at our practice. But, you know, if the patient's been waiting for three, four or five months to come in for a consultation. We have to respect that.
1: Absolutely. And yeah, that's what's wild. I, I know you told me that some of the patients gave us feedback from other consultations that may be complimentary or free and nothing wrong with that, you know. Everybody has their own style of doing it. What's like the worst thing you've heard about people going to other consults?
0: Yeah. So we try to get feedback from people, especially for, you know, patients that are getting bigger procedures. They usually go to many other doctors in the area um, <laughs> to get consultation just so they can get an idea of um, different surgeons and different um, services that everyone offer. Um, So we like to always get feedback and ask them after their procedures, why did you decide to pick us or what set us apart from other people? Or why did you decide to pick our practice? Um, And probably the worst thing I've ever heard is um, a patient said that she once went to a consultation. Um, She said it was a complimentary consultation, so it was zero charge. Um, And she almost felt like she it was so quick and so um, uncomfortable that she felt that she was molested and thrown out of the office.
1: Wow. After the
0: consultation.
1: Well, no, she didn't give us the name of the doctor. No. Um, but wow, that's unbelievable. That that that's rough. Yeah. It's better to take it's better to do less but to do your best. You know, people often ask you why don't you just do more, do more, and I tell people this every time. My goal isn't to do as much as I can, but is to do the best I can. Yeah. And every patient I have the privilege to serve my goal is to always exceed their expectations while giving them the reality of what I can achieve. Mm-hmm.
0: And every patient that, you know, comes to us for, you know, a procedure, if that's even a Botox or a uh, laser hair removal, whatever it is, you know, they become part of our big family here. Mm-hmm. They're with us till the end, you know, mm-hmm. We're, we'll be there for them no matter what. If that's 2 a.m., they can give us a call on the weekend. They give us a call. Even if that's the esthetician appointment, mm-hmm. um, if that's a Botox appointment. Or I've, I've
1: a... taken the esthetician post-peel questions at many branches.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're always there for that. You I know, mean, it's not that, you know, only specific patients will attend to them on the weekend or after hours. It's every patient from top, bottom. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. about who you are, what procedure you've gotten or how much you've paid or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're there for each one of them, 100%.
1: Always. Guys, thank you for listening to Clinic Talk on the Plastic Surgeon Podcast. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to support the channel.
0: Tune in next time for more Clinic Talk. We have more great stories coming your way.
1: For my live surgeries on Snapchat and adventures throughout the week, catch us on all social media at Real Dr. Seattle. See
0: you next time. Bye. Bam.
1: What?